Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Uncaped Heroes. We are so honored that you've taken the time today just to spend with us and, and listen to the stories and the beautiful wisdom that we have the opportunity to share. I am Stacy Johnson, and I would love to introduce my co-host, Kathy Holland. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. I am taking full advantage of this um, not-so-typical Texas summer weather. How are you? I am doing well and absolutely enjoying the very same thing. For the first time, I think it's not going to be 100 degrees today. And I am relishing that. Right? Makes for a beautiful day. Let's talk about this podcast for a minute. Let's talk about what it brings to your life. I know what it brings to mine. I am filled day after day with wisdom and knowledge from around the world from the most beautiful souls that do the most beautiful things. And I just stay in this state of gratitude for the things I get to learn any day. Tell me how this podcast, how does it move into your life, Kathy? I think it gives me a unique perspective on certain things because we get to learn from these people that, you know, like you said, are from all over the world and not everything is the same everywhere. So it's fascinating to me to meet all of the different people that do different things and the unique character traits that they have and the definitions that they have for things. And I think it's just a really neat experience. You know, I've heard you say more than once that we're all just walking each other home. What we should do with kindness and love. And that's one of the things that I've, I've noticed is how many people from so many different walks of life with so many different perspectives that touch the world in so many different ways, at the end of the day, it comes about to be in the same thing. It's about kindness. It's about gratitude. It's about love. It's about giving back. And it's about how we walk each other home. And I just... Mm-hmm continue to be amazed by that. So we have a beautiful guest with us today. Love to bring her in and get this conversation kicked off. So if you're ready, I would love to bring in Miss Desi Payne. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. Thank you, Stacy and Cassie, for having me today. I'm pretty thrilled about being here with you. We are happy to have you. We are so glad to have you. I know that you've got lots and lots of things to share with our audience. You have your feed and and lots of different pods out there in the world and we're anxious to hear about your knowledge and all the things that you're doing to make this world a better place. So Desi, how about you kick us off? Who is Desi Payne? What do you do? Why do you do that? And how can we connect with you? Sure. Well, um, my nickname is the Attitude Adjuster, and uh, I picked up that name several years ago because I started talking to different businesses, corporations, organizations about attitude in the workplace. And uh, so that was um, probably a kickoff for me writing my first book, Do You Work with the Living Dead? How to Survive Among Negative and Lifeless People in the Workplace. And, um, and, and that book, ironically, you know, people would buy it thinking this is going to help me with these zombie-like people that I work with. But I had so many people that would come back to me and say, you know what, this book was for me. <laughs> And, uh, and it's also all about, you know, providing what I call CPR for your attitude. If you ever get a lifeless attitude, and then as time went on, I started to also study different things um, as to, you know, why attitudes aren't like, you know, always the most positive. 
And so I started teaching on stress and reducing stress, but actually that's a whole different story because <laughs> I don't know about you, but there have been many seasons of stress in my life, which actually talking to you, Stacey, before the podcast, sounds like you're going through one of those seasons. <laughs> yes, and, and um, right. There are so many seasons that we go through, and, and people – uh, we talked more than once recently, Doug, on these podcasts about how many people right now seem to have the need to ask for permission. Right. Can I, speak? Can I feel this way? Can I do this? Can I be that? And so one of the things we've gotten to witness is how many people are just offering space for you to come be that right there. Absolutely. You can come get better from that here. Right. Okay. We hold the door open for you to come get better here. And so many people are granting that permission. And so, like you, I mean, how many people have had to own their own attitude in a completely different way in the last 18 months? Oh, my goodness. You know what? It, you know, we've, we've all, all of us, I mean, just think about the whole world have had to really look inward at their, um, how they're reacting to everything that's happening and, you know, especially our attitudes because, you know, what you put on the inside of you will come out, whether it's in your, whether it's how you react to stress, um, how you react to all the different restrictions that are going on. And, and so, you know, I really love, I love talking to people about reducing stress, and that's why I wrote my new book, Give Me Some Chocolate, I'm Stressed, because several years ago, um, I was having a really, really tough time with my health, and I would go to doctors after doctors and nutritionists, and I was having so much fatigue, and finally, thank goodness, finally, someone says, I want to do some more tests on you to come to find out my adrenal glands were depleted. Well, you've got to have your adrenal glands working properly because if you don't and they're, and they're depleted, then your body's going to start compensating and, and reaching for other parts, other organs, and that's why you ended up, end up being fatigued. And so I remember that day I looked at her and I said, well, what drugs are you going to give me to fix this problem? And you should have seen the look on her face. <laughs> she looked oh, at wow. me and she knew my lifestyle. And she looked at me, she looked straight through me and she said, you need to make some lifestyle changes. And when she said that, the first thing that went through my mind was, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> but when I left, I had this real serious conviction on the inside of me that I needed to pay attention to her. And I did, and I started making some serious changes in my schedule, my lifestyle, um, things that were good. I let go of certain things, and and I just I had to pay attention to my to my health. And you know, it's just like when you're on an airplane and you hear the spiel about the oxygen. You know, you've got to put that oxygen on yourself before you put it on your kids. I mean, your inclination is to save your kids first, but you have to put it on yourself first so that you can be alive to help the people around you. And it's the same way, you know, where stress is concerned. If you don't get a handle on stress and manage it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a toll on you and you're not going to be able to take, a t take care of the people around you. And I remember when I first started teaching stress management, I asked this 
I was taking polls asking people, how do you manage the stress in your life? And I remember asking this guy, he was probably about 25, and I said, just tell me, you know, what are the biggest stressors in your life? And without hesitation, he goes, my wife, my job, and my kid. <laughs> and then so I asked him, well, what do you do about that? He goes, nothing. That's why I'm angry all the time. And I, my heart just went out to this young guy. And, you know, we've got to, we have to really pay attention to every area of, of our lives. And that's one of the things I teach. Um, I'm a John Maxwell team member, and John Maxwell teaches in one of his books, um, The Law of Reflection. And the Law of Reflection is essentially pause and think, pause and think. And, you know, how many times do we pause and think in life about what we're doing? We just go, 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 go. And so, again, that's something that I I stopped and I just thought, you know, I need to think about every area of my life, spiritually, socially, mentally, physically, professionally. What is it that I need to do to take action to change my attitude? I mean, my change the stress in my life, which will affect your attitude. So, um, so yeah, so in my book, I talk about, number one, you've got to make lifestyle changes. Number two, letting things go. Even if they're good things, you have to really think, is this, is this something that I need to keep holding on to? And then the third thing is, is that we have to, um, we need to laugh more. And there's so much research on laughter. And in, did you know that a child smiles and laughs on average 300 times a day, whereas an adult only smiles and laughs on average 15 times a day. What do you think of that? Wow. You know what? Yeah. That means that people should hang out with their grandchildren more often. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I, I told you an affirmation that smiling and that laughter and that just unadulterated joy. You know, our good book says when you come back to the heart of a child, you'll get it. That's true. Right. That's finally true. come back, you'll get it. And I think that's it. That's unadulterated joy, unbiased judgment, and just unadaptable love. That's what they're all about. So, Debbie, well, I love your story. Can you give hey, us a website right quick? Can you give us a way that people can connect with you? Sure, sure. So, Desi Payne, so that's D E S I. P-A-Y-N-E dot com. And then, of course, if you want either of my books, you just go to slash shop or it's the tabs on my website. But, yeah, I do. Um, I love to host conferences on um, reducing stress. Of course, I teach on that and attitude in the workplace. And, and then I've also kicked off um, – um, well, I actually have a, several YouTube channels, but one of them is Desi Payne, where I give stress busters things that you need to do I mean, you have to be intentional if you want to reduce stress. So I, I have on my, web, on my YouTube channel lots of fun, different things that you can do to manage your stress. And then I have a new character, which is on the front of my book, Give Me Some Chocolate, I'm Stressed, and it's the progress lady. And she's all about help inspiring women to progress in their faith. And so, so I have a new cool. YouTube channel for that as well. Perfect. Look at you all these places that we can find you. Thank you so much for just opening that, that opportunity, giving so much space to, for so many different people to find a place to get better. I appreciate that more than you know. For, for the world out there that can't tell you thank you, I will say thank you today. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs>
So, Debbie, look at the journey that you've taken from this little girl that you grew up as playing in your room to this beautiful lady right now with all this light and all this space. And, and you, in that journey, right along the way, people came alongside you. These ordinary people that come along and do extraordinary things in your life. Share with us one person. Share, share with us a hero, someone you identify as that. Who would that be and why would you grant them that title? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that is such a hard question because I've had so many heroes in my life, but I would probably think the first person that comes to my mind is my youth pastor who ended up becoming my pastor, and this is what he ingrained in me. I mean, it was like, I mean, it's just so part of my DNA, and that is never give up, never give up. Don't give, never give up on people, never give up on the dreams that you have, never give up on whatever it is you're doing, whether it's daily or or if within your life journey, you just never, ever get up. You hold on like a bulldog to whatever it is that you're striving for in life, and you never, ever give up. And that is, he's my hero because I, that has helped me so much in life. Well, you know, how beautiful is that? And, and how easy would it be? Sometimes, yeah. right now, I look at my mom, you know, and, and God love my sweet mama. In the last, since 2018, she's had two large strokes four small strokes, a broken pelvis, a heart infection. And God love her, she just keeps getting up and going, well, let's go outside and get those flowers watered. Aww. You know? And so she just doesn't give up. She just keeps going. And she's, she's such proof that if you just don't give up, right, so many things can happen. And, you know, Debbie, we've had so many of the most beautiful heroes identified. And if we've done 100 and, over 170 interviews, and wow. when you hear the word hero, so many times you think this grand person, this tape-dwelling superhero with these magical powers that does these amazing things. And really what we learn is that it's moms, dads, pastors, Sunday school teachers, science teachers, these ordinary people that come alongside us and teach us something that motivates the rest of our life in somewhere we always remember. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing him with us. And I hope he knows that you see him as that hero. I think there's a secret part of us that wants to know at the end of the plot that we were somebody's hero, right? So if he doesn't know, I hope you take time to tell him. Right. Yeah. For sure. Advice to the podcast, right? Right. And that's solid advice. (laughs) Absolutely. Come on in, Kathy. Talk to us. Never giving up is solid advice because so many people these days are so quick to throw in the towel. Right. Mm -hmm. On anything. You know, it doesn't matter if it's tying your shoes or it doesn't matter. They're just like, eh, whatever. Uh-huh. No stanima. <laughs> no, none at all. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, we need some elbow grease. Yes, and don't you think it's also the, the age that we live in? Um, you know, I, I, I'm just amazed even there's a mentality among a certain uh, – I don't know if it's an age group or the society that we live in that, you know, you don't even last very long in a job. <laughs> you know, if it gets hard, I'm not going to stay here. And then they walk out and then they, and they leave. I mean, you know, I just, I grew up with a strong work ethic and, you know, you don't eat, you don't work, you don't eat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, I'm just amazed. All I don't, I live in the Midwest and right now the, the signs on restaurants blow me away on businesses, help wanted, help wanted. 
you know, people just, you know, I don't know. They yeah, just. If you, if you can't find a job right now, you're not looking because they're everywhere. Yes. That's so true. They're everywhere. You know, if you mm-hmm. want to work, you can work. Yeah, that's if right. You, if you want to. And that totally leads into my next question. So between the generations that are just coming into course and the generation that is leaving, what do you think or how do you think we can close that gap? Well, making connections is is so important and so you know when you when you make a connection with somebody you show you value them which is you know how you can lead somebody and i think that's how we're going to be able to do that is making connections with that generation and showing that you care and taking the time and talk with them and and telling them just like somebody told me don't ever give up hang in there and you know sometimes some people just need that word that word of hope i mean i look back on my life i remember one time having a boss where i when i was working at target i was walking out the door and the new boss i was 19 i had very low self-esteem the new boss walks out with me introduces himself and here i thought i was going to be in trouble for something and he looked at me and he said let me tell you something he said, if every employee worked as hard as you, I'd have the best target in the nation. I'm telling you what, that changed me. <laughs> yeah. That fueled me to be a hard worker. That fueled me to pay attention to what I do on the job and that somebody was watching me. And so I think, you know, showing other people you care by the words that come out of your mouth is the best way to make that connection and close that gap. I agree. I think one of the one of the big things that's missing is people want to leave, but they're not willing to serve. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a servant heart to be an effective leader. Yeah, you do. I mean, and again, that shows that you care. And when people know you care, they pay attention to what you say. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. I, I so agree with you. <clears throat> I agree with both of you. I think it's that connection. I think there's an underlying element of fear, but I think they call it fear, but I think it's just lack of knowledge. But mm-hmm. that, that generation that's just coming into the workforce is just going to come in and, and take over all these positions the baby boomers are fixing to retire from. They have a different ability, a different level of information and technology that we don't have. And I think that we have a fear around some of that. Right? Mm-hmm. We see it sometimes maybe as invasive, right, or none of your business, or how do you know all that? And, and they know how to utilize it, and we're going to need what they know. Right. At the end of the day, all these baby boomers are fixing to retire, and we're going to need their knowledge and their information. So to come together, like to communicate with each other and to, to curb that fear and go back to those back porch conversations with grandma and passing that wisdom and that knowledge back and forth. Right. Super critical. Yeah. I love that perspective from both of you. I appreciate that so much. All right. So, Desi, let's switch this around just a little bit. And let's acknowledge the fact that you are probably more people's hero on a given day than you realize. And so we'd love for you to take the podium for a minute and don the cape 
and stand in that moment and recognize that you are someone's hero. And thank you for what you do for the people around you. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. Yeah. We all need that, I think, at some point in our life to know that what we're doing makes a difference, you know? And it's worthwhile to move somebody else's life forward. And so thank you for, for all of us. And so, Desi, with that in mind, if this is your moment and you're, you're standing on that podium, Cape, Dawn, um, and proud, what is your T-shirt say, Des? What's your one-line statement to the world of all the words that are out there? What do you say? Well, you know, to enjoy your life, you need to um, adjust your attitude. I am the attitude adjuster, so adjust your life so that you can enjoy, or adjust your attitude so that you can enjoy your life. I, I, probably one more story here. I was in the grocery store and there was one checker. You know what that's like when there's one checker and you only have a couple items. And you know what? I wanted to put my hand on my hip, kind of tap my foot and look around like, really, really? And then it went through my mind that I'm the attitude adjuster. And people in this grocery store, they might even know that. And, you know, immediately I was able to adjust my attitude. You know why? Because I chose in that moment to do that. And so we have a choice on what kind of attitude that we're going to give, that we're going to have. And when I got up to the gal, bless her little heart, everybody had called off sick. She was the only one there for a certain amount of time. It wasn't her fault. And here I was going to have a negative attitude when I, when I didn't need to, I mean, my goodness, it's always, always boils down to your choice. And so if you choose to have a good attitude, you are going to enjoy your life. At the end of the day, isn't your attitude the only thing that you can absolutely control? It is. You, you have the ability to choose, to choose your attitude. Definitely. Absolutely. You can't choose 99% of the time. You cannot choose what's going on around you. Yeah. You can't choose what comes into your life, what you hear, what you encounter, but you get to choose what you give any energy to. Yeah. You, you get ch- to choose your attitude. Your, your attitude is the basis for everything. Like it I've is. And you can say, yep. I've heard a lot of people say, especially during the shutdown of 2020, you know what I found out? I really just wish I was a motivated person. I wish that was huh. one of my character traits was motivation. And I sat back and I go, well, wait a minute. Motivation is not a character trait. Motivation is a byproduct of your attitude. Yes. If you get up in the morning and you think, well, here we go again. Mm -hmm. Another day in the salt mines. And you approach your life or your day with that attitude, that's exactly what you're going to see. Because that's that's what you're expecting. But if you Mm -hmm. get up in the morning and go, I wonder what this day's got to me today. Who am I going to get to see? Who am I going to get to learn? Right? And this attitude of anticipation, it's it's a totally different approach to your day, and that's where your motivation comes from. That's right. And, yeah, and when you ha- we change your mind, it's all part of your mindset, too. So when you change that mindset, like I said in the beginning, whatever's on the inside of you, it's going to come out. Amen. Kathy, Desi, I cannot thank you enough for the time that you've spent today and for just engaging in this beautiful conversation with us. Um, I can't think. Let's close it out. Let's get ready to close. Please. Ladies and gentlemen, always remember that the Uncaped Heroes is brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up. If you know somebody that we need to talk to, a story that we need to hear, or you just want to have a great conversation with us, please 
reach out to us at herobuilder2020 at gmail.com. I would love to close out today with a, a final comment, thought, and word from both of you. So, Cassie, let you, let you have the stage first. How would you like to leave our audience today? I'm really loving the whole discussion on attitude, and I keep going back to, I heard a long time ago, I don't even remember where it came from, but somebody said, it's your attitude, not your aptitude, that determines your altitude. Mm. And I love that. That changed my entire perspective on so many things, because it doesn't necessarily mean you have to be you know, Harvard graduate to excel, but you have to have a good attitude about whatever you get thrown at you because that's what's going to teach you to overcome and to keep moving forward and to keep persevering, not a degree. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that a degree is not important. I'm just saying that your attitude will determine how far you go. Mhm. So true. And Desi, you close us out for the day. Can't think of a better way your final words. Sure. If you have a lifeless attitude, then you need CPR for your attitude to bring life back to your attitude. So C stands for choice. It is your choice on what kind of attitude you're going to have. P stands for perspective. It's the way that we look at things, and so many times we look at for the negative, we look for the worst, but no, we need to do the opposite. We need to look for the good. We need to look for what the, the benefits. And then R stands for reboot your brain. You know what? You can reboot your brain with laughter. Laughter releases endorphins that are going to make you feel better. So today, if you need it, get some CPR for your attitude. <laughs> 